0: Is it fades. It's not comparable to the, the life that is to come, the, the glory of all glories, the holiest of holies, that are returned to oneness with God from this many membered body of Christ, which we are right now. So, anyway, um, you can have all of that, which every prayer verse uh, uh, reflects that um, they're 100% assurance. Hey, believe you have received it, lay hold of any possibility that's already available, the work is complete, and receive it. So, Uh, Let me just show you another picture. This is so cool to me. Um, And this was, these are just things we are contemplating on the fellowships, guys. If you want to join us, uh, oops, let me get rid of that. So here's a photographer in the International Space Station. So look how precise and orderly the world is, guys. Don't tell me the world has fallen. Don't tell me God has changed. He's never changed. That was a misinterpretation of scripture. The writers, when I talked to some of my Hebrew friends, That to really understand the scriptures spiritually, we go no, there's no God. There's life and life to come. It's uh, we have no concept of the separation and hell and guilt and shame and all the things that that we have. Wouldn't it be interesting, instead of teaching little kids in Sunday school that they're sinners, separate from God, and God's angry at them if they do something wrong, to you are God's people, you're one with God. Anything you set your hand to, it will prosper. Will run the, the banking systems of the world. You will run you can do anything you want in the world. Now we say that and then we introduce them to these concepts that maybe not if you disobey God. Well <laughs> the spiritual the spiritual Jews, we have to look no further, guys. They do all those things and do they not believe all those things? Of course, and again there's no separation, guys. You can have the same thing. So I just think this is so fascinating. Like tell me, this lady's in awe of humanity, of the world, of God's creation. And then somebody goes, you know, because of because uh, there's this babe who was naked in the garden 2,000 years ago, and she ate from this, this or uh, 4,000, 6,000, whatever years ago, and now God's really mad. And uh, you're going to burn in hell forever if you don't accept it. This lady has no concept of that. She's in awe of the creative ability of God. And that's what I'm trying to get people to do, to heal your book, guys. So let me, uh, let, me, let me get out of all of this, and I'll show you where this all came to pass. All right. Okay, and uh, I'm not going to go through all of this. It would take me hours just to go through all of this. beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial that has come upon you. There's so much wrong with this, and if you were insulted for the name of Christ, look at this. If you're insulted, to reproach, revile, uh, it doesn't even say that. If you go dig down deep into it, it literally is is um, reproach, disgrace. Guys, come on. There's no judgment in the spirit from Anoma the nature, the fame, the reputation of God is really this root of this, just translated wrong in Greek. If you are uh, it's really this here's the verb and here's the same thing, anomati the, the noun of the anointing of God so it's it's really this if you've been in this nature of the nature of God, you are blessed because the spirit of God glory rests upon you <clears throat> so let me just go through this for it is time for the judgment to begin with the family of God if it begins with us what will be the outcome be for those who disobey the gospel of God? And if it's hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the center? So then, because of what we just read, those who suffer according to God's will should entrust their souls to their faithful creator. What? So what if we have, what if we prayed and everything works? We're, we're blessed, we're abundant, um, we're full of joy, we're, we have divine health. Are we not to entrust our souls to the faithful creator? Here's Let's get to the root of all this stuff where this becomes disobeying. Alright, disobey, rebel, and disloyal, refuse conformity. From, from this root, apatheo, apathe I, I may say it wrong, so apatheis. Alright, the unbelieving, the disobedient, not persuaded, literally unwilling to be persuaded, shows itself in outward disobedience, or rejecting God. Oh no, this is impossibly based on scripture. It says all about. All will bow and go through the fiery trial. The fire, guise of God is never, it's always purification, the purifying of God. The passion of God purifies you. So, patho, patho which is really just per, to be persuaded, faith, from the root of pistis, faith. So this is unfaith, according to the Greeks, how they translated. Let's look at this alpha. This is where all the problems come in every word of, of sin, of disobedience, of unrighteousness, all these things. So, alpha. The first letter of the Greek alphabet. Alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Alpha is used as a prefix called as privilege use and typically parentheses, means no or not. All right. It's used four times in Revelation. and never means no or not. I am the no and not in Omega. No, of course not. It says I'm the beginning and I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the Alpha and Omega. Four times. And then if you read this, this doesn't make sense about unforgiveness. But let me go get down to where this all really happens, guys. Alpha, Strong's exhaustive concordance. Of Hebrew origin. Oh, really? Of course, it was, guys, These, they, the Western writers were taking Eastern thought in Hebrew and Aramaic and translating it into Greek. The first letter of the alphabet, figuratively, only from its use as, as a numeral, the first, alpha. Well, guys, the first and the first letter in Hebrew never, ever, ever, ever means no or not. In Greek, it may be asymmetrical, would mean not symmetrical, but they translated a transliteration from a word, from the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, put it at the first letter in Greek and says, oh, this means no. Because they have this idea of separation. Guys, you want to see what, uh, um, What? let me go to Hebrews for Christians. Go to grammar, the alphabet, Hebrew consonants. All right. Every Greek letter, that's 22, has a number and imagery attached to it. Well, Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Toph, joined together in covenant, is the last. So they took the Greek elf from Aleph and said it means no or not. Oneness. Well, guess what? Aleph means one in Hebrew. And it never, ever, ever means no or not. Is the father of the left bet, whose original pictograph represents an ox, the strength. Guys, Aleph means the strength of God in the covenant. It's numerical value is one is also in thousands. So these varies a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years is like a day. One and one thousand. He owned the cattle on a thousand hills. Does that mean he doesn't own the cattle on one thousand and one hills? If we take it literally, yes, or it's a possibility at least he doesn't, because he only owns a thousand. Guys, what he's trying to say is the largest number. Everything is and always will be oneness with God. Cannot be anything else. It's it's oneness. Everything is oneness. It means one in a thousand. it's, it's eludes the ineffable mysteries of the oneness of God. Indeed, the word "elude" derived from a very nervous letter means master or Lord. Now, now, here's what's really interesting. There's a man of Bob resting, and there's the earthly Yod, which is the, the, the seed cast out in physical intimacy. It's the finished work of 10. So once the man is finished in physical intimacy, the strength of God is released. Same thing in the divine realm. Interesting that Aleph, uh, the same word, the gramatria has the same as Yud would Vav Hey, and so it literally means the strength and covenant of God Himself. If you can go through all of these, it's really a fascinating thing. Um, let me just show you one other here: is uh, uh, the spiritual interpretation of of one, or the first letter in the in the Hebrew alphabet, which Aleph was taken from. <clears throat> So, remember, it means from the Hebrew, the first letter of the alphabet, singularity. Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it signifies the number one. The left indicates the oneness and unity of the Creator. From the beginning, you've been one, and will always be one. It's a one, number one, and it's number thousand in Hebrew, which means everything is and always will be. It hints that beyond the illusion of separation and duality is underlying oneness. Nothing is separate, and the Creator is the source of everything. The shape of the Aleph is two yads, the finished work, one above and one below. With a diagonal line, the Bob, a resting Bob. Bob is always man, because Bob is number six. And he was created on the sixth day. Representing the higher world, spiritual realm, heavenly, and the lower world, the earthly realm, separating, connecting to. Left represents the creation of something from nothing. The mystery of the kingdom of God is the essential symbol of beginnings and ultimate reality that cannot be talked about. It's timeless, it never changes. This was the thing that could you know, Western Christianity could explain to me. Well, God changed because no, He is. No, we can't make him change. He never changes. <laughs> you relative to what we talked about, timeless, faceless, present, ever is the one that cannot be divided, represented perfection beyond human comprehension. Bet now is two within or the number of duality But we're birthed out of the woman's womb, out of the garden, and we learn how to become God where we can experience everything we want. So, let's go back to this. <clears throat> um, all of these different, uh, hold on. Where am I? Stop share. I gotta get rid of some of these windows. Sorry. Okay. Alright. <clears throat> I gotta get back to 1 Peter 419, sorry. <laughs> I closed closed the wrong window. 1 Peter 4 all right. I'm back. Sorry, guys. Alright. So disobey the gospel of God from this apatheos. If it's truly from Hebrew and means oneness, it a is never a negative particle in Hebrew. I just showed you that, persuaded. So patheo, to be persuaded or have confidence in or the urging of what? Of A, of the oneness, of the finished work of God, of the strength of the ox of God. Translated as disobedient, guys, I'm just telling you, it was the exact opposite because of that A. Every time you see this. Now let's look at this. Uh, it is hard for the righteous to be saved. What will become of the ungodly in the center? Let's look at these same words, guys. Ungodly. You're going to see this disobedient every time you look. A-sebomai. All right? Sebomai. alright sebomai a seb from alpha is a negative prefix. I showed you that. It's never that. It's never that. In fact, uh, letter of the Greek, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, this was the transliteration. They took the first letter of the Hebrew, not knowing that it's symbolic of oneness and of a thousand. And as the strength of God never means no or not. In fact, it's never used as no or not in Scripture, except in the Greek interpretation of it. So on without typically means no or not. No, it doesn't. Not in Hebrew. And even how it's used in scripture doesn't mean that. That's what's fascinating to me. So <clears throat> siboma let's see what that is from Sabo. The reverence, the worship, the adoration, the personal esteem of to hold something or someone of high respect. See how we get these really bad things in Western Christianity where not highly esteemed come on, guys, are you kidding me? You know how complex a human being is? We have all these different things that somehow God doesn't hold us in high esteem. No way, not buying it. In fact, neither is scripture, actually, if you dig in. Just nobody dares to go here, in my opinion. An ungodly man from A. Sabomai. No way. Here's what it literally means. Alpha, which is the oneness, the strength of God in the physical covenant of man, the unity with your creator, the worship, adoration, and oneness. He's made you one and unified with him. So how do we screw it up? Call it ungodly. How horrible. And then let's look at sin. And then we'll talk about suffering and be done, guys. <laughs> so, hamartalos. <coughs> derived from Hamartano to forfeit, missing the mark. And I, this, I never, this, sorry, to miss the mark, to do wrong, to sin, Hamartano, from a... First letter of the Greek alphabet, alpha of Hebrew origin, meaning the Greeks got alpha from the Hebrew left, <laughs> that only from its use as a numeral, the first alpha. Never means no or not. That means the exact opposite to the writers of Scripture, guys. So instead of meros, without your portion, or you don't have your portion to share because you're sinning, even though God never keeps right or wrong, somehow you did something so badly or Eve did so badly, because she listened to a snake being this babe in the garden that God can't somehow be God who is pure love that tells us to forgive somehow can't get himself to forgive humanity no way They just I'm telling you this is all mistranslation there's no bad news in the good news guys Um, and this is your portion your share your parts um, one's due portion you will receive one's portion to receive one's portion well there is this life you're going to receive this portion and you will receive the portion of God so sin is no concept to the writers of Scripture. Now, I'm going to get all kinds of hate mail, I know, but guys, doesn't it make more sense that the writers were talking about, if you don't understand the parable, parables that every seed returns after its kind, just as the first seed of gave you this life, that the seed of God himself and every human being, that seed will not return void either. We will go back to our oneness with God from this many never ever bothered it for us. It, that's what they were talking about, the old covenant and the new covenant, not a new set of rules and old set of rules. The old man fades away. There's two two men all through Scripture. First, the plush man, the older brother. Where does all the nearness come? The spiritual realm this the this, this smooth man. All through Scripture, every story. So anyway, literally, sin should not be translated without your portion. It should be with your oneness and the finished work of God himself portion. So then who suffer according to God's will, all right, so could suffer. Either good or bad. Properly to feel heavy emotion. All right. Well, do you feel heavy emotion in physical intimacy? Of course you do, guys. So just as our hearts ring true, that there's no way anybody should ever suffer. We hate it as parents. We we don't like to see it. It's just contrary to our inner nature, but somehow we're convinced because we got we have to get him in Sunday school that hey, no, no, no way, no, this God of love is really bad guy. So he couldn't stand to listen to a talking snake. That's never happened to me. <laughs> Hopefully, it's never happened to you. Um, then there's probably more challenges than you think. So, then who suffer according to God's will? Why are we praying again? You never have faith then, if you this might be God's will for me to suffer. Come on, guys. God is love. He allows you to choose any possibility within. That's why all the prayer verses, hundred percent. So, what is suffering? Here's the, so then. Here's what it's saying. So then. It, Everyone's going to experience the passion and intimacy according to God's will. We can trust this God; He's loving. You know why? Because we will, uh, we will receive our portion of God. Sinner, ungodly, we will be persuaded. He, he, I mean, I'm sorry. Disobey is to disobey us to not be persuaded. This is literally saying that. Uh, he has our oneness in it. He reverences us. He worships us. He adores us as God's highest creation. So I promise you guys, go look at everywhere where it says righteous, disobedient, sinner, all will say from A, translated from Hebrew, which means oneness, the strength of God, always will be always well. Never, the idea of sin was never in the, the writer's concept. Bad translation in the fourth century again. So hopefully that heals some of your book, guys. And uh, We'll talk about some of these concepts in the uh, online fellowships. And and most weekends um, we were in Aspen with family this weekend. But uh, this Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain and 6 p.m. Mountain you can go to freedomministries.live the password is freedom and uh, we talk about these things. But I just want you to know that you've always been loved. Always have been loved. God's never upset with you. Um, He has no concept of this idea that you're a sinner, you're you're dirty, you're disobedient, not even close. All those words are the wrong translation of your oneness and, and the, the strength of God in the two covenants, which is Aleph, Toph, as I've showed you that in Genesis 1, used 11,050 times, never in your English translation, and it's the core of scriptures, the two Hebrew letters, Aleph and Toph. From the beginning to the end, there will be two covenants. That didn't change. The interpretation of scripture in the fourth century changed from Eastern beautiful thought, the credibility of God in man, to sin, all these different things that we have. Guys, just trying you you can have anything you desire right now. He came to give you life and life more abundantly. Enjoy life. I was not upset with you. There's no judgment in the Spirit. You can do whatever you want with the Spirit. Now, but the goal, guys, is to learn the journeys. You, all possibilities are available, and you will realize we were designed to live in love. And, and there's a win-win for all humanity that we see. There's no lack. There's no. There's no shame. There's there's uh, all of these things we can enjoy. God is learning to live in God's covenant in perfect love. So, hopefully, that here's your scripture, guys.